Hi, this is Coach Jeff Wright, and in my podcast, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, we will take a deep dive with industry experts into different aspects of commercial real estate. My ultimate goal is to give you the knowledge, confidence, and belief that you can transact commercial real estate at a high level, just like you do with residential real estate. Welcome everyone to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors and our guest today, Mr. John LaBella. Welcome, John. Happy to be here, John. Great to have you, John. John, what I'd like to do for our audience is just start with a little bit of background about John LaBella. And for those that may not understand this term, John is a brother to me, not biologically, but by where we went to school. So John and I were both blessed to go to West Point, um, part of the long gray line. And just John holds a special place in my world um, for many reasons, one of which is, is a West Point connection. But John graduated class of 76, so I didn't know John uh, when I was at West Point. I was class of 79. And then John served our great country from 1976 to 1981. And John then made a decision to go from there into the corporate sector, we'll call it, to, to the civilian life. And in that process, he went to literally and got his master's from Yale, some small school that most of us have never heard of, in public health with a specialization in hospital, I call it administration and management, being able to run run a hospital. Yeah. yeah. And so then you journeyed and, and did a whole bunch of stuff in the hospital world and and rose to the ranks and literally was a senior executive vice president, part of the leadership team at Bridgeport Hospital in Connecticut, one of the large hospitals in our region. But from there, that's where we met. That's where we met. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I want to just give a little bit more background for the audience about John. So at one point, John decided that the hospital life and what he was forced to do was something he just didn't want to continue doing. What that was, and I remember very clearly, is that you were really being challenged by the role of having to cut people, lay off people, cut budgets, really to have to have these unbelievably emotional, tough conversations with people that you worked with and enjoyed in your role. And I remember getting a call from you one day saying, I'd like to talk to you about a potential career change. And I remember like yesterday, you inviting me to your house and telling me that you wanted to, you were going to leave the hospital world and wanted to go in the real estate business and wanted to come work as part, part of what, part of what I do. And so also for the audience, and I know it's a long background, but I think it's really important because the podcast is commercial real estate for residential realtors. The course is commercial real estate for residential realtors. We do a high riser club for those in residential realtors that want to learn commercial real estate. You enter the business in residential real estate. You entered with me in residential real estate and had great success. But you also, in that journey, you transitioned and said, I wanted to learn more about the commercial space. And again, for our audience, just to know, you ended up reaching highest levels of success with commercial. What do I mean by that? So part of the REMAX system, you literally won Chairman's Club Award, which just is a lot of commissions it means you did, did a lot of business. 
You also earned the Lifetime Achievement Award, which again is means for our audience, somebody that you have to have done three plus million dollars to have done that, to become part of Lifetime Achievement. But then, you know, you also helped catapult our team. And if I didn't say for the audience, we ended up working together, working together. Um, and our team ended up being the number one commercial team in the United States. And again, huge part of that. Um, and you also, at that time, were the number one commercial agent in New England. So congratulations to all that background, all of that. Um, but where I'd like to start, you know, is just tell the story how we met, because I told the audience we did not know each other at West Point. We didn't know each other at all. So tell how our journey together really began. Sure, sure. Well, it was the late 1990s, and the hospital um, needed to expand its market share. And the only way to do that is to undertake ambulatory businesses, urgent care centers, place doctors, and and offices around the area. And uh, in so doing, you had to negotiate leases. And um, we weren't very good at that. We really didn't know how to do that. Um, so my hospital colleague had a brother who developed residential properties and projects. And his um, realtor was none other than Jeff Wright and uh, heard from my hospital colleague that not only was he an exceptional realtor, but a West Point graduate. Um, that obviously struck a chord. So we had the opportunity to meet. And uh, I have to say, after the first meeting, there was no question about um, Jeff becoming our in-house consultant, in-house advisor for all of our real estate. Yeah. So I remember, again, I remember that like it was yesterday. And it was an unusual assignment for our audience just to understand because what you did was you offered me a contract. I was literally paid, received a monthly check to be a paid consultant to, have, to create availability and to create a focus on behalf of the hospital. And then during that process, we would literally meet on a monthly basis with that leadership team because when people hear the term market share as residential realtors, they're thinking, well, their goal is to get maybe market share in their markets to get more business or a company, real estate company get market share. And what you were trying to do is get more hospital, more patient business. More patient business. Yeah. Correct. So the exact same thing. And so um, the assignment was really, for me, a special assignment because in that process, not only um, did I get to meet with you and the leadership team and go out and be the eyes and ears for the hospital. Um, but as you said, I got to be the lead negotiator. So we got to put deals together. And, and for our audience to understand, we did small things where we might place a doctor. But I remember one deal we did, um, a bigger deal, where we leased 20,000 square feet. And I remember talking to you and the CEO of the hospital. And where this space was available was exactly where you wanted to be. It was textbook for what was there. And I remember calling you and calling the CEO, calling you first and, and, and literally saying that I've met with this landlord and he's telling me your number one competitor has already been there and that they're going to be submitting an offer on this property. And again, it was a perfect remember space. That very well. Yeah. yeah. And I remember saying to the landlord, what will it take for our hospital to get the space? He said, this is what it'll take. It will take us, whoever delivers an executed lease to me first on the terms that I want, will get the space. That's what it'll take. 
And an unusual thing that I don't know that I ever did at any other time in my career, we pulled together, if you'll remember, I invited the landlord to come to my office. You came to my office. The CFO from the hospital came to the office. And we literally started in the afternoon on a lease with a hospital attorney. And we delivered an executed lease with that landlord by the end of that evening. And we got that face. Yeah, no, it was an incredible process. Yeah, yeah, really special. And in fact, day before, the negotiation to get to that point carried us through to about midnight. That's right. Back and forth, back, back and, forth. and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so... Um, Great background on you and wonderful success. And and as I started, I call you Brother John, Brother John LaBella. So very special in my own life. But I want to now, again, I want to stay on a track. Like I want to talk to everybody about just your journey. What year did you start, you know, and what made you even decide this is what you want to do? So what year did you start with your real estate license? Did you decide... Hospital business is done, and I am jumping into a whole new career. Well, as you had mentioned earlier, there was tremendous upheaval late 90s and early 2000s with regard to consolidation, reorganization, continual reengineering. I must have accomplished, and that was my role as the chief operating officer, three or four reengineering processes. Each one of these is tremendously emotional and tremendously draining. And literally, I was spending 18-hour-plus days at work because I wanted to do as good a job as I possibly could. After a while, that just was not attainable any longer. So I decided to go into, it was time to go into a new environment, a new industry. And you and I had had, obviously, because of our relationship, many discussions. And I thought that uh, real estate might be a great way to go because, number one, you were there as a mentor to be able to provide me guidance. You were associated with an excellent organization, not only locally, since you were the broker owner, uh, but REMAX National and International is very well known. And you can get into the arena without a significant amount of investment. And so putting that all together, um, I gave you a call and said, Jeff, let's sit down and talk. Yeah, yeah. as I said earlier, remember it like it was yesterday. So what happened was you joined my team and we worked primarily on residential opportunities right in the beginning. Yep. Primarily residential opportunities. And I remember that you went after this new career with this drive, this desire to learn everything. You had questions every step of the way. You, there wasn't anything you didn't want to know. You wanted to make sure you could create the success that you were used to in your career. I mean, I remember it. And I remember... You know, just early on in that process, um, just the appetite you had to learn, which is part of the reason why very early in this podcast series, I wanted you as part of it, because I want our audience, I want these residential realtors or anybody even looking at a career to know they can do this if, and it's just an if they're willing to take the kind of commitment that you made, which was to be just a great student and have a great desire to have success. Um, and to really just go after it, really go after it. So early on, we did the residential thing. And then, like me, you started to have these great residential clients ask you to help with commercial-related things. So what was, for you, like, like was there a switch that went on and said, you know, I want to do this commercial real estate stuff also? Because it wasn't part of, like, there wasn't a strategy when you joined us 
that I'm going to go do commercial. The strategy was you want to start by learning the residential world and, and it all evolved. So talk about what happened. Certainly. Um, initially, we had the opportunity to do a couple of very small, and they were industrial, a couple of very small deals. Then the opportunity arose with a couple of our major clients and those that you, know, you had been um, assisting for a long, long time decided to foray into healthcare projects and creation of a brand new medical building, the conversion of a very large 80,000 square foot um, corporate building into a medical building. And it wasn't very hard to realize that that was playing on my expertise, on my knowledge base, not only from a um, trend standpoint, but also locally, I knew all the players, knew the doctors, knew the hospitals, knew the systems. And so I realized that I could be of assistance, of advice, of good counsel to these uh, developers. And you were, <laughs> you were great, great counsel, great advice, and a great help to them. Um, but part of what part of what I really want a residential agent to know is like, what do you think the value is of being able to understand commercial real estate? Because again, you started by understanding residential, and you very quickly became an A plus student. You very quickly, it was a fish in water, and you were successful like immediately in the process. But What's your feeling about, is it helpful to be able to understand both as we go? Just give some thoughts sure. about that. Sure. Um, I think initially it played into my strength, but looking at it from a more strategic standpoint, it expands your revenue base. Uh, there's no question about that. I think the other thing, and that's very obvious, the other thing is you can become a complete realtor to a friend, to another realtor, to a professional acquaintance who can look upon you as a complete realtor. Not only know residential, but you also know commercial. And being that kind of a one-stop shop, I think, uh, provides opportunity for a lot of growth. John, I think about I think about that trusted advisor role that you and I is so important to us in everything we did in life. Everything we did. When you hired me for the hospital, you hired me because you just felt like I felt like we could work together at a high level, same kind of integrity platform, just just in general. But I want, if you could, to tell this story, though, about one of the developers, because you had developed this great relationship with this individual. And this individual took a factory building and converted it to residential condos. And who was the lead guy to work his project? But John LaBella. So here you're working residential, and this goes you know, to what you were just saying, to be a complete realtor for somebody. You're working residential, and then all of a sudden he says to you, you know, I have an opportunity to build a medical office building with some doctors. I'm going to be a partner. Can you start joining us for some breakfast meetings as we try to put this whole thing together? But he didn't know any difference, you know, there, and you knew that residential now so well and happened to be learning the commercial. Like you knew the medical part, but you didn't know all the nuances of transactionally doing the deal. It's one thing to be a chief operating officer and advise, you know, let me report to you and you make a decision. But talk, you know, Certainly. talk about yeah. that a little bit, because that literally became not only great financial income for you, but you became more valuable overall to that client. Well, what is very, very interesting is the where that client had purchased a building to convert was exactly the location that as a chairman of the task force to develop ambulatory sites, that was the area that I had recommended to the chief executive officer of the organization to develop the primary ambulatory care site for Bridgeport Hospital. 
coincidental. I knew that information when I, we met with a developer uh, and his colleagues. I think that knowledge base, number one, but number two, um, the ability to indicate that given my background and given my knowledge base, I was the right person to assist him in moving toward the healthcare arena because that was still in flux. That was not um, a final decision yet. I think because of our relationship, because of my knowledge of the industry locally, they decided to move in that direction. And, and I would give a little bit even additional perspective to it. They trusted you because of the job you did for residential development work that they had done. This was a new, you know, a new little process for them, just the same. It, it's foundationally one of my strong beliefs is that when we become the trusted advisor for someone, they don't want for someone else to enter in. So many times a residential realtor will say to me, in my own firm, our own firm will say, you know, I've got a client who wants to do some of this commercial. My first comment to them is they already trust you. Let's learn this together to be able to help them as we go. And that's exactly what happened for you um, overall. And I think uh, saying it a different way is that if you have not done a lot of commercial, but the rub, but the opportunity presents itself with a trusted client, don't back away. Absolutely take the opportunity, take the risk. Um, even though you may not be completely knowledgeable, you will learn. John, based on what you just said, um, I want to ask you a question, which I usually ask is the last question of the podcast, but I, I may ask you twice today um, based on your background. The question that I like to ask is this. Do you have any doubt based on your own experience based on what you know, that a residential realtor can successfully transact commercial real estate? Absolutely not. Absolutely, of course. Okay. And that and you're living proof, as many people that will be on this podcast that we'll talk about, we're both living proof about that. Let, let's go further. Okay, so let's go further. And I want to just talk about success habits that that allowed, you know, whether you're residential or commercial, but your own success habits, things that you think matter, because I think it plays back to the last question also. So talk to me about, for yourself, on a very personal basis, the things that you look at that are important overall. I think the most important thing is having that passion, um, that desire, the motivation to do the best you possibly can with whatever task you have at hand. And, um, you know, that was sort of inculcated to us when we went to West Point. But that's in everybody. If you really have a passion for something and want to do well and put everything you can into it, you will do well. Secondarily, if you even approach it from a strategic and military standpoint, if you will, you look to look at it from a strategic as well as a tactical standpoint. It's very important to develop a plan, to update a plan, where you're going and seek advice and counsel from a mentor and other uh, professionals in the field to assist you in developing that plan. Secondarily, you have to execute it. And that means, um, you know, following through with all the details and um, doing all the little things that are necessary to be able to accomplish a task. Typically, before the following day, I've created things to-do list and make sure that everything on that list, especially the primary points, are covered. Um, the other thing is attention to detail. Um, we used to call it ATD. Very, very important because the detail is what often matters between success and failure. Um, and the other thing is control. You want to have control over what you do and the outcome as much as you possibly can. The only way to do that is to do the two things I talked about, following through, attention to detail. Yeah. When I hear you say that control word, all the things you talk about, and again, I know you very well, so I understand that 
I say all those things you just said translate into confidence. And when you're confident in whatever you're doing, you know, you're extremely confident in the hospital business. When I met with you, there was no doubt that you knew what your mission was. I mean, I focused with you just on the market share development. I mean, we had a plan. You wanted to check the plan. We wanted to report back on how the plan was doing. As we executed the plan, I mean, you had a plan and you literally had great clarity. But I think for everybody, part of what they may not know about you as well as I know is that you had, as you entered into the real estate career, you had this huge confidence in yourself that you've been successful each step of the way and you could do this in this new career. And then as you enter that commercial space, literally you carry that confidence each step of the way. And I even remember in some of our early meetings when I talked about we'd have breakfast meetings with this developers, they were they were entering into this new world. And I remember that one of the things we would always do is we'd always do a little feedback ourselves, like where we thought next steps had to be. And I remember part of what I call your confidence journey was that if there was anything they said that you didn't understand in terms of a term or expression or something that you did not let a day go by without making sure you understood and could speak their language. And and I say to all of those folks that are trying to learn commercial real estate, learning the language, building that confidence, yeah. making sure you don't go a day in today's world. Somebody could say something. They could say, I want a triple net lease, or they can say, I want a cancellation clause, something. And somebody, residential realtors could say, I don't have a clue what that means. Well, certainly not a plug to the course they wrote, but we cover all that in the course. But what I tell people, forget, if you don't have a course, Google what that is in today's world, and you'll quickly understand. But most of all, the confidence part that you brought, I thought was just critical, critical, critical. Let's go from success habits. And actually, I want to talk one more thing about success habits. And you, you talk about discipline. I'm talking about on a personal basis, because I know that for you, and I think it's really important, I say to everyone, is that we have to find a personal and professional balance. Like, what is it that we need to do every day for ourselves to get us going? And I know that, you know, you are a guy like me that spends a lot of time at the gym. Now, you're a lot stronger than I am. And have this life as as a literally a bodybuilder and I remember the discipline that you went forth into that. But you also have this great singing voice and you spent a lot of time cantering and filling your soul and stuff like that. So any comments just from a, the success part of that, like how important that is to be able to keep balanced, if you will. Anything about that at all? Sure, sure. I think it's important to be as well-rounded as possible and to have energy. And energy means exploring all facets of, of your life. I've always lifted weights. It was a part of my life when I was a football player in high school. Certainly, we went to the academy. And then afterwards, I really delved into it deeply when I became a bodybuilder. And it just was a tremendous challenge to me. And I wanted to see if I could, in fact, I get down to 5% body, uh, body fat and go on stage. And I was able to do that. 
And that all builds confidence along the way that whatever the task might be, if you approach it with vim and vigor, you can get it done. So I, 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 you know, there's certain things that you say that bring me back to times in our life that we shared experiences. And I remember we were in a serious, not serious, we were in a leadership team meeting. The CEO was there. The CFO was there. You were there. This whole room was filled with people. We were talking about some opportunities. And I remember in the middle of the meeting, the guy brings into the meeting a baked potato, a piece of chicken, and I don't know if it was some asparagus or broccoli or whatever, and right in the middle of the meeting. And nobody, like, flinched. Nobody stopped. If They delivered it to you, in front of you, and the meeting, and I'm saying to myself, what the heck is going on? And you were in the middle of a bodybuilding competition regiment, like, getting ready. And there was a certain time frame that you had to eat. And again, your the rest of the leadership team was used to it because that's what you were doing. But I'll never forget saying to myself, what the heck is going on here? You know, anyway, I, I'll go back to, so I want to change gears and I want to get, talk about daily success habits. But I also next want to talk about what advice somebody wants to take a big jump in their career or wants to go from residential commercial, there were two, three things that you would say to sure. that. What would you say? Um, education. As we've touched on in many different ways, shapes, and forms, education is absolutely key. Um, learn as much as you can. Uh, local classes, national classes, regional classes, that's very, very important. Secondarily, develop a relationship with a trusted advisor, with a mentor um, that you can come to and be very vulnerable with and say, you know, I'm trying to do this. I really don't understand it. Can you please go through with me the nuts and bolts so I can become conversant in it? Um, and then also develop relationships. You want to have relationships with as many professionals that you can trust in the area uh, so that, uh, you know, your ability to grow and develop and become an expert uh, is there. We've touched on, I want to bring it together for everybody. During, on my website for our residential team, when I speak to audiences and want to learn about commercial real estate for residential realtors, I start much of the conversation about a success pyramid, I call it. And you've, you've nailed the success pyramid. So on the bottom, I show people, it starts with education and training. And you in particular, you just address that and, and you learned from the beginning because we were already teaching our agents commercial real estate courses when you came. So education. On the left side of the pyramid, talk about coaching, mentoring, finding someone to help guide or someone to help because none of us have all the answers. The other side of the pyramid is belief system and the power of belief that you can do this. And then I always put inside of that pyramid the word confidence. And so everything we've talked about, you keep referring to different components of that success pyramid that you and I both know allowed us to have great levels of success overall. And Jeff, those um, practices that allowed a residential realtor to become successful, um, you know, it just tweaked a little bit that you do that in the commercial world as well. So if you've been successful as a residential realtor, you can be successful as a commercial realtor as well. I, I agree. And you hear me say all the time, not, you or I, we're not talking about that just because you were successful, we can sprinkle pixie dust. You have to have the same residential realtor habits of success, which means Absolutely. you were, became a trusted advisor. You learned a market. You had expertise. Most of all, you could advise somebody properly and they trusted you. Exact same thing yeah. across the board. 
I want to go towards your career and help people understand. When I said early on, you received Lifetime Achievement, number one agent in New England, part of our team that became number one team in the United States for the REMAX network in 2010 and subsequent years had high rankings. Um, share with them some of the bigger deals sure. that your career evolved to that allow you to be able to do. Because one of the things I say to folks is when you learn this business and you learn how to value, I don't care if you're valuing a five-unit small medical building, if it's a 35-unit medical building, the valuation with income and expense and cap rates are all the same. So just share just high-level some of the deals that you did. Sure, sure. Um, I remember the first um, uh, deal that we did in selling or leasing out a medical building was with a developer that we had the opportunity to do, and it was a, a local building. That same building was then flipped and sold um, not too many years later. Uh, through that process, I developed a relationship with a national healthcare broker. And because of that relationship, we were able to go on and you know consummate a number of deals, um, just some of them, and there were about 15 or so in total. And not only is it one building, but multiple buildings, so that's called a portfolio. So in southeastern Connecticut, there was a portfolio of um, two buildings and sold for in excess of $15 million. Uh, Northeast Connecticut, a portfolio of three medical buildings sold for $12.3 million. And then locally, back with a physician who I knew very well, uh, we're able to sell his medical buildings for in excess of $15.5 million. So um, pretty pretty good numbers. Yeah, wonderful numbers. And, and the one thing that some people are thinking right now is also really wonderful commission checks, a reward for knowledge and desire and confidence and value going forward. And most of all, reward for the trust you created and the expertise you developed to be able to help people along the way. So I'm going to go to that last question again. I'm going to repeat it. John LaBella, as somebody who did great in the residential world and transitioned and do great in the commercial world, do you have any doubt that a residential realtor can be successful transacting commercial real estate? No question. I did it. I'm just going to do it. We, we both have. Others can absolutely do it for sure. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast to receive new episodes as soon as they are released. For more information on me, my team, and my educational programs, visit my website at www.coachjeffwright.com. Thank you for listening, and here's to your success.